G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As we do on a Monday, we like to keep abreast of developments as they're happening and as they're breaking around Australia in Christian commentary on political developments. Uh, Today, a wonderful opportunity to welcome Wendy Francis, who's the Queensland State Director of the Australian Christian Lobby. Uh, Wendy Francis, welcome back to 2020. Thanks very much for having me, Neil, as always. Uh, Wendy, there are some significant things that are going on around the nation and uh, for some they'll be thinking, oh, things are slowing down across Christmas and the new year and there is a sense in which that does happen but there is a new draft religious discrimination bill that's been released by the Prime Minister and there is a lot of discussion that's going on around that. It's going to be a huge conversation, huge debate into the new year. There's been some key changes to the government's second draft of that religious discrimination bill. Uh, What is it that you're identifying uh, as the good? And then we might get on to some of the, the challenging parts. Yeah, so that it has, with the re-release, there have been some improvements. Um, so one of the things that I think is key is that the bill now says that a person from the same faith, so if, uh, I'll start with, if there is a religious discrimination case that comes up, um, and somebody is claiming uh, discrimination, the bill now says that a person from the same faith will determine that religious doctrine, not judges. So it was that a judge would decide whether a religious doctrine had been um, crossed or not. Now it will be a person from the same faith. I would much rather somebody from the Christian faith decide what is Christian than a judge who has not been elected. So that's a really good thing. Uh, religious charities will now be able to prefer persons of the same religion. That's a that's a big plus. And um, then we've also got the staffing decisions based on faith. Where that has been sort of strengthened as well. So that's really excellent. Okay, there are some good things in there, some clarifying things, and you might feel a little bit buoyed by the idea that you know, there won't be uh, judges who are making decisions about, say, Christian doctrine. And, of course, that goes right across all of the different religions of the world as well, and it won't be judges uh, sitting in judgment as to to what Christian doctrine holds. Uh, But I suppose it still would be to be determined as to how a a mechanism or a process might work uh, if there are those sorts of uh, disputes. Have you had any thoughts about that at all? Look, it's become it becomes very. As soon as you start making legislation, uh, it's what's in and what's out. It becomes really complicated, and I think this is why it was really important that it wasn't judges making this decision, um, that it was somebody from the same faith. But this is all yet to be determined, and the the deeper it goes, um, the more detail is trying to be fleshed out. And so we really need to pray for our our prime minister and our government as they really try and find something that will protect religious freedoms. This is this is what we're trying to do, protect 
a very basic freedom that is actually the basis of just about all freedoms. Well, you know, while there was a little bit of buoyancy, I noted, from Christian leaders who were making comments comments about uh, the new draft last week, uh, there are still some issues that are in the details that are worthy of considering. And uh, one of those, Wendy, and you might have some thoughts about the idea that large employers can still limit an employee's statements of belief outside of the workplace. There's obvious concerns about that. There is, because this is really the Israel Folau clause that we're looking for, because uh, this, cla- this clause, so uh, a large employer can still limit their, fa- their um, statement if they think that it's um, going to cause financial hardship. So this empowers activists to uh, stage a boycott or um, have negative publicity against um, the, the organisation. And that would pressure the organisation then to fire people of faith. And I think that's what we saw uh, with the Israel Folau because we had Qantas saying that they would remove their sponsorship um, and all of what happened after that. And so that's still in the religious discrimination bill at the moment. So we really haven't fixed the Israel Folau issue. Okay, might talk some more about Israel Folau in just a few moments. But uh, on this idea that you know, uh, somehow or other, there's going to have to be deadlocks broken when there are disagreements, when someone said something. And and it is possible, isn't it, that the courts could still be full of all sorts of test cases here. And there's even concern about the idea that everyday Australians uh, won't be able to afford legal battles. And so uh, obviously there are some all, all sorts of wrongs that could be could be done in the in the times to come. What are your concerns about uh, that idea too? That if the the courts are full, ordinary Aussies can't necessarily afford uh, expensive lawyers. Well, this is one of the problems because when with you've got someone very high profile like Israel Folau, uh, then everybody gets behind Israel and supports and and he you know he's he's been wonderful. I mean we've just been so grateful to him for standing so strong. But we hear from many people who are um, marginalised and even disciplined for their statements of faith at work in uni and in, even in their um, whatever profession they're in. And they are not on the news. And so they are unlikely to be able to afford a legal battle. Um, so ACL has got a, a legal firm, HRLA, and we, we see dozens of people every year who are marginalised. Uh, and so it's the, it's the individual person that we're really concerned about. And Wendy, some of these thoughts on regulation for big employers don't necessarily apply to smaller employers. As I understand it, you'd like to see a protection for workers everywhere, whether you're employed by the corner store or whether you're employed by a big corporation. Absolutely, because I think a smaller corporation is more likely to be able to claim that they have been um, financially put in just unjustifiable hardship because uh, a large corporation can really weather a storm. But if a small corporation has an employee who says that, uh, you know, sinners go to hell, for instance, uh, and they, they find that they are receiving a boycott, they are much more likely uh, to want to fire a person for having said that to protect their own business. So we need protection for every individual and we need Australians to know that that religious freedom is alive and well in Australia. But more and more Christians and people of other faiths are feeling as if they are going to be condemned 
just by speaking what they believe. And that's never been the Australia that you and I grew up in. And it's not the Australia that every Australian really wants to see. It's, it's just not. Well, interesting, isn't it, that you look for little test possibilities in new legislation and reminded what the Attorney-General Christian Porter said earlier on when he's trying to frame uh, these sorts of uh, religious discrimination uh, legislation uh, issues. And and he said that the legislation will act as a shield to protect against discrimination rather than a sword for others to discriminate. And, of course, uh, that's something that needs to be applied to uh, every side in this. And I wonder whether you've got any thoughts about whether you think that's possible. Well, it really does. Um, but, you know, the, the Christian faith is one of, of kindness, of giving, of putting others before yourself. Um, it's unfortunate, then, that we're having people come out and say, oh, these religious discrimination bill uh, will actually impact patient care, for instance. So they're saying Christians won't necessarily be able to um, care for LGBTQI plus people uh, because their religious views will interfere in patient health care. That's not what we've ever seen. And so sometimes I feel like saying, well, show, show me where that's happening because I just don't see it happening. But definitely we don't want religious discrimination bills to be a sword. We want them to be a shield. Uh, but we certainly want Christians not to be known as people who will use some legislation to be unfair or unkind. Um, quite the opposite. Uh, it's, it's Christians who are the majority of, of um owners of charities throughout Australia. It's Christians who are uh, have started uh, aged care homes, hospitals, even education facilities, and that's what we really want to be known for, not not uh, not using it as a sword. Well, uh, interesting developments that we'll be monitoring as that debate really starts to heat up into the new year. Uh, let's come back to Israel Folau. He's going to be back in the headlines, and if not yet, uh, this no doubt soon will be because there is a new development here involving Israel Folau where the serial litigant Gary Burns has made a complaint against Israel Folau and I guess Israel Folau will need to defend himself in some level of tribunal or court uh, with regard to that complaint. And this is really worrying uh, because the New South Wales Tribunal didn't have to accept the case. So when they when there's a complaint, and as you say, it's a um, he's Gary Third Degree Burns, that's how he describes himself. Uh, he has made this case against Israel. Uh, the Anti Discrimination Board in New South Wales had had the uh, um, opportunity to refuse to take the case, but they haven't. They've decided to proceed, and that that is in itself very worrying because their decision to accept the complaint sends a really um, I guess a really big warning signal for all religious preachers um, because what they're saying is, yes, he does have a case and what he's complaining about is what preachers preach in the pulpit every week um, and it's straight from the Word of God. So there, this is, I, I think in one way this is really uh, very worrying for all religious freedoms. Uh, I note there's been uh, quite a few outspoken, including One Nation's Mark Latham, who's hit out at the tribunal uh, that is basically being used. And as we're 
mentioning just before, the idea of a sword, uh, when there are, uh, there are all sorts of provisions for a sword being used against religious leaders, uh, something has to be done to sort of break that deadlock, doesn't it? Yes, and it's an, it's a, an unexpected um, voice, isn't it, Mark Latham? But he's becoming uh, quite a strong voice for uh, freedoms, and particularly religious freedoms at the moment. And so he has hit out, and he's saying that the tribunal is actually persecuting religious leaders. Um, and so that that's it's great that somebody who doesn't identify necessarily as a person of faith himself can see through to the really heart, the big heart of the matter. Yep. Uh, Wendy, before I let you go, uh, there's a bunch of issues. Uh, let me just get your thoughts. Uh, West Australian uh, mm. legislators passed the world's most unsafe euthanasia laws. Mm. Uh, any thoughts on that development? I mean, it's not a nice way to end 2019. Look, it's not. And I, the, one of the saddest things for me is that in Western Australia, doctors will actually be able to, they're allowed to raise the concept of euthanasia with their patients. So it's not just uh, their patients going to the doctor saying, I'm not coping. It's the doctors being able to give that as an option. That's really frightening. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.